and welcome to the Best of Five podcast. We're your hosts, Claire and Grace. Join us as we shine a light on NCAA Women's College Volleyball. This week, we anticipate the upcoming tournament, talk all things setting and setters, and prep for another great weekend of volleyball. Let's dive in. Right now is my favorite time of this. Well, I love the tournament, but it does like stress me out. There's always a loser and their season's done. You know, like, no. it stresses me out. And this year we have really seen amazing teams. Yes. at In all conferences, at all levels, there are some really crazy talented teams. Yes. And I really wish <laughs> that volleyball would be all year (laughs) I know that these all of these teams would get the recognition they deserve um right I was like thinking it is tourney time and there is that electricity in the air dare I say right because you know the stakes are a little higher you win or go home and there are crazy upsets and ups and downs for different teams and I think it's so exciting but it's also very final right (laughs) which is hard yes and it just proposes a new era for teams for players for coaches Mm -hmm. there's lots of changes that come postseason right and I I think it's been kind of fun even though even if a team doesn't upset the opponent they're playing taking a set from a top 10 team or making that team work has been super cool as a viewer to watch right yes and that's the perfect segue into some of the games that we saw over the weekend i wrote down a few four setter games that some lower ranked or unranked teams took a set from higher ranked opponents Mm -hmm. and nebraska had two of these over the weekend they played nebraska number one played northwestern yes and northwestern took a set three one and also nebraska played illinois and illinois took a set so the the final score was three one wow i know I miss the days where Illinois was fierce. Okay, so we're going to talk about, we're going to break down a position, and this week we're going to talk about setters. Right. And I just want to say one of the setters that I wrote down to talk about is Jordan Poulter from Illinois, yeah. and she is so fierce, and I yeah, think that helped Illinois form. as a whole to like be fierce. Yeah. She is she's a fierce competitor. She has a fierce attitude. She's so offensive yes. and defensive. Her she's yes. an epic blocker. It's crazy. Right. And her volleyball IQ and the way she sees the court is iconic. Exactly. And to put like Illinois, they've had some great players like Michelle Barch Hackley played yes. at Illinois. Definitely. But but for Jordan to step in for the USA team and set for them, like that's like that's amazing. Yes, it it truly is. And it just goes 
to show you how much of being a setter comes down to leadership and grit and vision, I think. Yes. And Jordan Jordan Poulter has all of those things. Exactly. And that's when Coach Kevin Hambly was at Illinois as well. Right. Uh, right. One of our faves. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I was I could have touched him at the 18s Nationals. Oh, my God. I did touch him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, my I senior, My senior year of high school, I saw him in a, at Colorado, the tournament there. He was so sweet. And I was so nervous. And I was like, right. can you tell Catherine Plummer I said hi? <laughs> And he he giggled. It was kind of sweet. That's so sweet. I hope he's listening and I hope he doesn't find this creepy because, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's self-explanatory. Yeah, no. All love here. No creep. Right. Right. But I was something uh, I wanted to add about setters. Yes. Is I think that at least one of the first things that I look for in setters is good hands. Yep. But I think more importantly, fast feet. Ayo. Ayo, fast feet. Yeah. (laughs) Because honestly, having good hands, like naturally good hands is great. Right. I'd rather have someone with quick feet. Yes. Teach the the good hands. No, exactly. Because as long as they get their feet there and they're balanced and square to where they want the ball to go. Right. Like, your hands will do the work. Right. I like what you said earlier about leadership because I think setters, it's so cliche. Oh, like, you're a setter, you have to be the leader of the team. Right. Control of the court, which I, I, there's a part of that that I do agree with. Yes. I don't need them to be a nutcase. Like, (gasps) no. No. (laughs) (laughs) no like yeah please no actually yeah i i don't need you to be a nutcase i don't need you to be manic and i also don't need you to be cranky like right i I think a good leader is emotionally stable right not saying on the court i don't like yeah you can have your your emotions off the court yeah, exactly. Necessarily, like that's a lot to ask. But on the court, and that doesn't mean that you're not fierce. You can you can cheer loud and you can get intense and, but like that manic energy that I think sometimes setters think they have to have to be a yes. quote unquote leader. Not for me. That would exactly. Me yeah, I think that a setter has to be a leader because they're the quarterback. They're touching the ball every single rally. Right. Um, And I think you're so right when setters can't be overly dramatic or emotional. Right. And I think you see that with a lot of setters that are setting right now. Yeah. I think of Mac Pedraza. Yes. She does not get overly emotional either way happy or sad slash mad (laughs) right right she's pretty level-headed cammy minor from stanford yes very level yes she is very level and obviously you know they get hype yeah when good things happen and they get frustrated when bad things happen but they're so level-headed and 
I think they take on a lot of the team's energy. Yes, which I think can be overwhelming, especially bouncing back to like that high school or junior high level. I think at the lower level and lower meaning like early level of play, I think there is a little leeway. Any position can kind of take on that leadership role. But I think when you get to the higher level, it just makes sense for the setter to have that role. Like you said, like they're they're controlling the offense. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Setters have to carry a heavier load because they run the whole offense. So I think in turn, they also carry a heavier load emotionally. Right, right. Yeah. One of the points that I wrote down, just from Mm -hmm. a middle perspective, I always enjoyed playing with setters that made me feel safe and showed that they trusted me right especially as a middle you can kind of tell when a setter doesn't really trust you and doesn't have faith in you yes because well you're not getting the ball as much anyway and so you know so if, if there is opportunity for you to get the ball and you're not getting it that like definitely is a nonverbal way of communicating right Yes, and you feel that on the court. Right, yeah, yeah. And so having a setter that, like, shows that trust, and meaning, like, can set me on the 10-foot line. Right, exactly. Or I get blocked and they set me right again. Like, those are things that, like, show me that they trust me, which in turn makes me want to work hard for them, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah. And And I think a setter who does that, or who did that in the past was Sydney Hilly from Wisconsin. Yes. I think what was cool about her role for the Badgers was she had like really big shoes to fill with Lauren Carlini. Definitely. Graduating. But I felt like she stepped into her own shoes. Yes. Which was really cool to watch. But you could just tell every position. And, you know, we don't know everything We just see what's on TV. But from what I could see, like, she, like, had trust in all of her hitters. Yes. Which made her harder to defend because there wasn't, like, one particular player that she always went to. Or a play that she always went for. Like, I felt like she trusted everybody, which was, you know, made her so fierce. Right. And it just goes to show how she was a very selfless player. She didn't really need attention, but like to have full faith in your teammates, I think that's what a setter needs is to fully trust in your teammates. You have to fully trust in yourself and your abilities. Right. right. And I think Sydney Hilly had that. And that is yeah. so- and it's something that I have only really gained like now after being a coach mm-hmm. and sort of seeing the game and really watching it and being able to just see things at a faster pace than I have in the past. Right. And I think what girls and what we should teach girls is like to have faith in themselves. Right. Because if they have faith in themselves, then they can have faith in their teammates. And that's really all you need to be successful. Yeah. And I think the faith will a you are the only thing you can 100% control. Right. So that kind of takes the load off of a setter, I feel, especially you feel like you're in charge of everyone. Definitely. 
especially the offense. But if you stay in your lane a little and just focus on like, okay, like I have faith that I can put up a hittable ball. Yes. You know, like, and then, like you said, like if I'm consistent, like they will eventually get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Control the controllables. And like yeah. something that you can control is the location of your sets. But one current setter that I am that I really love right now, her name is Izzy Shulshevsky. Bless you. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she is the setter for K-State, Kansas State, who just on Friday swept number three Texas. Wow. Uh, yes. Unranked team swept Texas. I watched the match and when I tell you it was lit, it was lit. <laughs> I'll believe, yeah. Yeah, like Kansas State, they had a new facility built last year, and it is like the perfect facility for volleyball matches. Their crowd was lit, and so was their play. Like their wow. setter, Izzy. Yeah. She's a junior transfer from Oregon State. Wow. She's 5'7". And... They just started using a a five one instead of a six two, so she plays the whole way around. Okay, I'm just gonna read to the crowd what you wrote in your notes about Izzy. Okay, Izzy oh. was a beast. Ran an incredible <laughs> offense and blocked like a mother. Attacked like she was six seven and served aggressive. New fave player alert. Boom. Boom, mic drop. I mean, everything I wrote. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Also, you wrote about Liz Gregoski. Gregos- oh, yes. Who played at Wisconsin. I always, I followed her on Instagram because she's an Instagram baddie, you know? Like, yes. Yeah. And like when she played at Wisconsin and I was curious about her decision to play at Kansas State. Right. But I'm glad she's playing well, you said. Same. Yeah. I was listening to the announcers in the game, and apparently she was used mostly as a defensive specialist. Wow. The majority of the season thus far. Yeah. But their right side got hurt last weekend. Okay. And so she stepped in to fill her shoes. And she was solid. She had some great swings off off high hands. Yeah. And she blocked pretty well. And for the most part, was solid defensively. They did have, um, at points, one of the former setters in the 6-2. She would go in and play right back defense because they wanted um, a more defensive player. But she, yeah, she slayed. And I was very happy for her. And I also did some digging on social media. And it looks like she was a Wisconsin native and absolutely adores Wisconsin. Yes. And I love that for her go badgers but i am happy that she's like getting her time to shine at kansas state and you know doing some really great work yeah badger up and also i will say my family's been a huge fan of wisconsin volleyball because of the players on like social media all of them are hilarious yes they are shout out molly Haggerty. shout out grace what was her last name Loberg. grace gold what is it? 
Loberg. <laughs> I said Goldberg. <laughs> anyway, Grace Loberg and shout out Low 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 Your Bow, Lauren. Yes. They're so freaking funny. But all of those players commented on Liz's post and hyped her up. Aww. They always hype each other up. Yeah. Which I think is so cute. And her name is not Morgan Barnes. It's Oh, it's, Warren it's Warren Barnes. Barnes. And Emmy Dodge. And those are the players I'm confusing. They oh, both were right. in Wisconsin, but Emmy Dodge just got married and all of the girls oh, were wait, at the I didn't. wedding. Oh, yeah. I saw those pictures. Yes. They were so, so cute. Like, that's sweet, you know? Yeah. And it helps you get to know them better. Yes. And I love that. Good job, but Liz. But one more thing. I have one more thing about the Kansas State game is I wanted to highlight Aaliyah Carter, the oh, K-State yes. outside hitter. Yes. Okay, she popped off. She had 20 kills and she had four, like 14 of them within a set and a half. Oh my gosh. Like, it was insane. It was ridiculous. Front row, back row, didn't matter. She grinded. So yeah, I love K-State and my new favorite setter is on there. That's awesome. Give me your setters. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Obviously, which, hold on. I have another point about setters, which I will just wrap it up. But I think what you were talking about with Aaliyah is that her getting so many kills in the first set and a half. And then obviously 20 kills is amazing. But then she got fewer in the third. I think that shows that the setter did a good job spreading the offense out. Yes. One of my points was I like a setter who spreads out the offense, but also feeds the players that are on fire. So obviously, Aaliyah was unstoppable and on fire in the first set and a half. And I love how the setter fed her and also saw opportunity to spread it out. So I just exactly like go with your hot hitter until they're not hot anymore. Right. And then work to spread it out. And I think, yeah, that's a really great example. And like a very big characteristic in a successful setter. Exactly. So a setter who I think really does that, did that well is Nicklin Hames from Nebraska, obviously. Yes. She's work. a crowd favorite. I think she just did a really good job of spreading the offense out and she was really gritty herself, which was cool yes. to watch. And um, her defense was ridiculous. And defense, I have that under the characteristics defense is a huge part of being a setter like it i don't really know because like thinking from a, a middle perspective we're taught to hit to our left to get the setter out yes. of the play defensively she's incredible and i also put for her that she's a really heads up player and like definitely make big yeah. plays which is yeah fun. she saw the court very well so well so well and then I had I had Jenna Gray for Stanford. Yes. I was thinking, I was like, okay, was she like really that good? Or were the players around her just really great? But then I'm like, no, like she was fab. She was really good. She was really, really good. And like a freak athlete. She's yes. like she's an NCAA champion in Javelin too. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's wild the amount of national championships she has. Yeah. She's incredible. And all of these setters like have different styles, but like, I feel like their core skills that we highlight are the same. She seemed like a great leader. She didn't yes. seem manic. Defensively, she was really smart and yes, fed the hit. She fed Catherine Plummer until 
Adriana Fitzmaurice went out. She just spread it out nicely. She really did. And one one setter that I have in mind that fits yeah. all of those is Tori Dilfer. Yes. Uh-huh. When I tell you I love Tori Dilfer and the offense that she ran at Louisville. Man. Man, do I love it. So good. So good. So good. Legendary. And she built or helped build that yes. Louisville program. I 100% agree with that. Yes. And I love her story. She had one D1 offer coming out of high school, went to TCU. Yes. And found her way to Louisville or Louisville. Whatever. Whatever. Go Cardinals. And, <laughs> and she brought them into national prominence. Yeah. I she think was she, she was the setter when they upset Texas in the tournament. On mine, I have... <laughs> I have Jenna Gabriel from Texas. Oh and my God, I know yes. like her style of play. I think that would have scared me yes. to play with her. But I respect her style so much. And it works at Texas. You know, it worked with those players. For sure. And all I think about when I think of Jenna Gabriel is compete. She was such a competitor. Oh my gosh. And so fearless and did anything to win, which I really respect. And it was fun to watch. Yes. Yeah, you could tell that she knew she wasn't she because she obviously wasn't the tallest and right. she wasn't the most physical, but her will to win and her grittiness just propelled her onto the court. So good. Yeah. The last oh, setter I had was this is like a throwback, but um and I don't even know if you'll know her, but her name is Noreen Iosia from Hawaii. Oh, okay. I, was obsessed I don't with remember her. I was obsessed with Hawaii in high school. I would watch their games every night to like fall asleep. I um, love that. It was like your sound of music. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Hills Are Alive with Noreen. And she was very similar to Jenna Gabriel, but less emotional that you could okay. see. She was very stoic. But oh, so, cool. so competitive and so fierce. And her defense was crazy. But she was shorter, undersized. But yes. you know, like she played lights out 100% of the time. Like it was so That's good. awesome. Yeah. And she was short. And she would she played all the way around. She defended like crazy, blocked like crazy, attacked like crazy. And I don't honestly, I don't think her hands were that good. But like her yeah. feet were good. Which was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's all you really need. Yes. Good feet. Prioritize your feet when you're yes. setting. Hashtag feet picks. <laughs> yes. So I had a few I listed a few current setters Yay. that um yeah. I really like. So the first one was Izzy Shulshevsky yeah. from K State. And I already went over why I love her, but I wanted to add that not only is she like 5'7 and a beast setter, but she's a beast attacker and would turn like turn and swung on a few balls. And it was amazing to see her confidence in her attacking skills. Beautiful. And I think that's also an important characteristic of a setter is if you're going to play six rotations, you have to be offensive in some oh. way, shape or form. A hundred percent.
one setter that I really like is from Oregon. Her name's Hannah Pukas. Tough name, but <laughs> she's a baller setter. And what she does that's unconventional or uncharacteristic of traditional volleyball is she runs a crazy fast offense. Ooh. And she does it when she's in system and she does it when she's out of system. It wow. really does not matter. And it's really fun to see. They did it against Stanford this weekend. They took Stanford to five sets. They went down. Wow. Yeah, went down 0-2 and battled back. And part of the reason why they were able to battle with the now number two team in the country is their fast offense. They were getting one-on-one blocks and they were taking rips. Morgan Lewis, their right side, she took some Kendall Kipp-esque squ- swings. Oh my god, I love Kendall Kip swings. Yes. Like swings that went straight down cross court. It was really fun. They were finding holes in the block. So yeah, kudos to uh, Hannah Pukas because she runs a really great offense at Oregon. And I know for at least this is her second season that I've seen. She took the Ducks to the Elite Eight last year. Wow. So I wish them luck and I think they'll do well in the tournament. And then the other setter that I really love is Cameron Hayworth from Indiana. Ooh, yeah. She really reminds me of Micah Hancock, the setter from Penn State who now plays on the national team. Because she's left-handed, she turns and attacks on two when she's front row, lefty swing. And she has a lefty topspin serve which is very successful and I think she's the ace leader in the Big Ten and at Indiana. Wow. And she's just one of those players that has a calming presence on the court, spreads the offense out, trusts her hitters, and plays really great defense and is a very offensive and big threat. Very nice. What year is she? Do you know? She's a junior, I think. Okay. Yes, yeah, so she has another year. Um, but Indiana has had some losses uh, recently. They, The one that I have from this weekend written down is they took Minnesota to five, but okay. weren't able to finish. So lost to the Gophers 3-2. Well, they have some great wins in, under their belt. They do. They do. I just think they're... Chances of making the tournament are getting lower, which sucks. That's sad. Yeah. 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 What are you going to do, I guess? You mentioned about Oregon doing well. Like, they always thrive in the tournament. They do. They They really do. Yeah, I think think their coach does a really great job of, like, preparing them for big moments because he talks a lot about we have to get comfortable – making the uncomfortable swings because in big moments, those are the ones that are going to be successful. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, love that. And then speaking of great setting, number two, Wisconsin played number 19, Penn State. Yes. And upset them 3-1. And talk about good balanced setting. Mac Pedraza. Thank God. Thank God. She played so well. She really did. and. She spread the offense out so well. 
Pense was on and balanced, which is what they need. Cameron Hanna was the lead, the kills leader with 19. Jess Merzik had 16 and Zoe Weatherington had 10. My mom would like me to shout out that when I played Zoe Weatherington in high school, she sat next to Zoe's mom and Zoe's mom coaches for UNC Charlotte volleyball. And my mother would like to say that her mother was lovely and (laughs) a great sport and just was so proud of her daughter, but not in like a mean way. Like, obviously... Zoe was a shining star among right. us D three celebrities, but they're both so like humble and nice, oh, which is cool to so see her. To hear. Yeah, it's cool to see her doing well. She yeah to be benched and then to be like put back in, like she's no, doing exactly. really well. Yeah, and it you can really tell that she is very happy and very thankful to be playing. Yes, yeah, and that really shines through. I watched the Wisconsin-Penn State game. Yes. And I think you're right. Like, you can tell when a player has gratitude for the game. Definitely. It's super fun to watch, and I'm guessing it's fun to play with. Definitely. And a Penn State player who has that is Cameron Hanna. Just, like, watching her play, she plays with such joy, and she just takes big swings, and you can see that she trusts herself in big moments, which is so awesome. And she did the post-game interview after the win, and she was smiling ear to ear and could not stop raving about her teammates and how they are the reason that they were able to pull off the upset. And it was just really sweet. And you could tell that she was a really great teammate and was just really thankful for the opportunity. I really applaud Coach Katie from Penn State. Same. I think she's doing a really good job of building that rapport with her players and like encouraging that amongst themselves I think she does a really good job of coaching during a game but also letting them work through it as a team exactly cool I think that's fun yeah going back to she trusts her players yeah you know she trusts them to get the job done and that's really great because sometimes you don't see that (laughs) yeah but is all, but she's also there to support. Definitely. And di- obviously, disclaimer, I feel like we disclaim this every episode. Right. We don't know how coaches are at practice and players have a different perspective. But from a viewing standpoint, I really like the way she coaches during games. It seems like Coach Katie's building a program that will attract a lot of different styles of people but also all styles of good people and good volleyball players and people who want to create a great competitive but also safe environment yeah i hope penn state does well in the tournament i think they can do it me too i'm really rooting for them i always do they will be going far in my bracket and hopefully i'm hoping that they'll be in the top 16 so they'll be able to host yeah oh my god yeah i would love that so pitt swept george tech wow on friday really handled them nicely i caught the last set i was at work for the first two 
But Georgia Tech just didn't have an answer because Pitt was playing so well. Olivia Babcock had 15 kills, no errors. <gasps> Unreal. Oh Emma Monk had six kills, no errors. Wild. <laughs> Wild. She's a transfer, a grad transfer from Michigan State who didn't get playing time until Brie Kelly had her injury. Mm. And you can just see the joy and the gratitude that she has that she's playing and that really has been showing in her performance you know she's been playing lights out and really stepped up for the pit panthers yeah and as a team they hit 455 wow that's ridiculous yeah so that that was a crazy acc rivalry and there's another one this saturday Pitt plays Louisville at, yeah, at the I, Peterson I Event Center. I would love to see Danny in person. <gasps> Same, DBK. DBK, what's up? DBK, what's up? I love Louisville's middles, Kara Cressy and PK Kong. Oh, yeah. And Elena Scott. I love that girl. Elena Scott. I can't believe she's still there. I know. Like, slay, but like, I feel like she's been there forever. Right. And speaking of like positions when we talk about liberos she's top of my list oh yeah be one of my favorites yeah she's really one of my favorites i love her and i think she's so dynamic and again just like a really calming competitive person yes i think we'll see a lot of similarities between libero and setter definitely characteristics yeah you're so right because they probably do at the end of the day have the most contacts on the ball. Oh, yeah. Because if a setter takes first ball, normally libero is there. No, exactly. And if the setter doesn't take first ball, it's normally the libero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so, yeah. A lot, I mean, there was a lot of great volleyball over the weekend, like always. I think teams are playing their best volleyball right now. We're getting into the tourney time and into the end of the season so they've been working together for a long time and so coming up this week on the 15th so wednesday iowa state's playing number five texas which i think will be pretty good just because texas is on their heels right now and iowa state has previously been ranked and they just took number 14 kansas to five wow yep Number 23, Baylor, plays 17, Kansas, now 17, Kansas. Exciting. Yep. 21, Houston, plays TCU. And TCU just had an upset over the weekend. They beat Baylor 3-2. Wow. So, and they I need also- to watch more Baylor. I haven't yes, watched Yes, I do too. They're a team that goes under the radar for me and can sneak up on me. Oh, every year in the tournament, they sneak up. Yes. I miss Asiana Presley. Oh, my God. I miss her, too. Where? What is she doing? I don't know. I hope she's playing professional. Me, too. She's so powerful. Okay. And then also on Wednesday, Ohio State plays Illinois. I thought that would be a pretty evenly matched game. Yes. Yeah, that that will be good. Yeah, definitely. I think it'll be a great display of Big Ten volleyball. Oh my gosh. Yay. Okay. Yay. And then, so that was Wednesday. And then on Friday, 17th, 
Number three, Wisconsin plays number 16, Purdue. Slay. Yes, I am hyped for that game because now that Penn State beat Wisconsin and Nebraska did, I think teams that can give teams confidence. And I think Purdue, all Purdue really needs to to do is spread out their offense. And I think they could take Wisconsin. Yeah. And honestly, like you said, you got this, Purdue. I really believe in you. They got it. Yeah. But I also, you know, kudos to Wisconsin. They're very good and very dynamic. And Anna Schreck did not travel with them over the weekend. Orzob, I thought she did a good job. She did. I thought she brought a lot of energy. I thought she did her job. You know, she hit high hands. She found spots on the court. She hit some bangers, too. Yes. Yes, I love her. She is one of my favorite players. Yeah, she's really fun to watch. Yes, and I enjoy her as a libero, but I do just love getting to see her play six rotations or six positions. Yes, clicks. Yes, six clicks, exactly. Also on Friday, number six, Oregon plays 18, Arizona State. Number 17, Kansas plays 13, BYU. I need to watch that game because... I need to see more of Kansas and I need to see more of BYU. Okay, yeah, me too. 14 Penn State plays Michigan State. And even though Michigan State is not ranked, this game's going to be interesting because Michigan State beat Penn State 3 2. Wow. Yeah, last time they played. So I'm interested to see how this one will go. Yeah, that would be dope. Maryland plays Indiana on Friday. That'll be another great uh, Big Ten match. Okay. And then Saturday is the big day in Pittsburgh. Number four, Louisville, comes to the Peterson Event Center to play wow. the Pitt Panthers. And also Ohio State plays Minnesota that day. Okay, this is gonna, like we're really getting down to it. We really are. And these games are very meaningful going forward. Yeah. You know, what when it comes to RPI, when it comes to making the tournament, yeah. when it comes to conference rankings. Yeah. Yep. And then we round out the weekend on Sunday with number two Stanford playing 24 USC. Okay. Yes. I love USC because of Skylar Fields. Yeah. I, good, I girl. She, she is so good. I think I'm going to wait to watch USC and UCLA until they join Big Ten, and then I'll invest. Definitely, definitely. And then two more games on Sunday. We have number three, Wisconsin, playing Indiana. And this game I'm really interested in watching is number 10, Arkansas, versus number 20, Florida. Wow. Florida, it's hard not to be a little sad for them. I know. I think what's helped me is... I watched them. I forget who they were playing, but they're trying very hard. And it looks like they're having fun. So I think that's all that matters. You know, the effort is there. And the wins and the losses are going to come. Yep. You're right. Yeah. But it is it is hard because you can shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. All the way home. All the way home. All night long. 
Um, <laughs> but I am. I do want to see Arkansas play because I haven't yeah, watched them. Too. I haven't watched them play much, and I mean they are in the top ten, and they have that really good uh, outside hitter. Yeah, and they take on their opponent really well. They really do. Definitely tell that they train hard. Oh yeah. Okay, so maybe while we watch this weekend all of these matches, we can keep in mind the libero position. Yes, for sure. And we can take some notes on liberos and then talk about characteristics and maybe past liberos that we like. Exactly. I love that idea. Okay, do you want to do bump in your spike before we close? Yes. Okay, what did we decide? The bump was good or or was bad? Bump was bad, spike is good. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Okay, let me think. I'm going to start with my spike. And I'm actually really happy for Penn State. Yay, yeah. And I think that was like a huge win for them. That will help them be more dominant in the tournament. Definitely. And then my bump. I think that everybody in the world could work on communication. Yes. And I've had a hard time communicating with certain people. And this isn't even shady, but I'm just saying, even at like sheets. Right. With the cashier. Okay. Can we just be specific, but also make sense? Anyway, I think communicating, I have felt a little bit off with that. Yeah, and that, that can be hard because you have to do it day in and day out. Great. Yeah. Okay, my bomb today is that it's the state semifinals and Freeport's not playing in it. And that makes me sad and mad because I love Freeport Volleyball and I love the work that the girls and the coaching staff put in day in and day out. And I just honestly miss going to practice too because I love practice. Okay, so that's my bump and my spike. My spike was doing the podcast today. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, this we had great conversation. We talked about really great volleyball, and it really lifted my spirits. Yes, yes. I think it, my other spike, my like spike and a half. Like, yeah, like you wrote in your notes, volleyball's really picking up. Yes, and I'm just excited for the game, games ahead. Yeah, it's really beautiful, and it's really exciting, and we're going to the national championship. Woo! Woo! Should we do a meetup? Yes, definitely. Coach Katie, who follows us. Oh my God, please, girl. I love you. Yeah, I've decided like she's my my volleyball coaching idol. Yeah. I have a few others like DBK and Mary Wise, but right now she's my number one. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Best of Five podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Come back next week as we continue to shine a light on NCAA women's college volleyball. Why is volleyball the best sport? Because it's the best of five.